Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome to this week's episode of Your Manchester, the podcast. I'm with Brandon McCaffrey. Hello, Flower. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, that was quite good, that was. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Yes, indeed. We have got a marvellous show lined up for you for our lovely podcast today, everybody. But make sure you tell everybody about this podcast. It's here every single week for you. It's sensational, and it is fantastic. And we have got a heck of a lot of guests for you today. We have got the only man who can tell you that you can have a drink and it's all right, Andy Clark. Indeed. We're also going to be talking to the Corey officiado, Mr. Mark Llewellyn. And one of your Manchester's original people or OGs, uh, Belinda will come to learn the term of later on, Mr. Colin Titters. There we go. Titters is in the house, everybody. So sit back, relax. Here we go. Now then, we are on the situation now where we can start having a few tipples we can get outside. But what if we're trying to get a little bit classy? Well, one man who was classy that's not so classy at the moment is TV's Andy Clark. I've got a, uh, a gin made from in Manchester on the go as we speak. Manchester I have um, Manchester from Didsbury. Didsbury gin. It's probably backwards oh, on your okay. screen. I'm not too sure. But um, oh, it's, it's made by... Oh, good, good. Um, it's made by two gentlemen who love gin bars and gin in pubs so much they decided to make their own. I've got a strawberry and Sicilian lemon on the go, thinking that spring is coming. I've also got another one, raspberry and elderflower. I might go on to that one next to match my, uh, the raspberry of my shirt. Do you know what I mean? It's so, a very uh, nice yeah. shirt, that. It's a very nice shirt. Now, for those of you that aren't too aware of you, um, perhaps explain your background and where you come from, because I want everybody to know all about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a TV producer by trade. So um, I, I, I made programmes like Saturday Kitchen. I used to work on Richard, well, I used to produce Richard and Judy uh, on Channel 4 and also Blue Peter back in the day. Um, and uh, then I got into sort of food and drink writing and broadcasting. So now I sort of do cocktail sessions on This Morning on ITV and also do some drinks and food recommendations on Alan Titchmarsh's Love Your Weekend show on the weekend. So a bit of everything. And so, yeah, anything where I can bring together people, food and drink together across the airwaves, then I will do it. And it's lovely to connect with, with you lovely people in Manchester with a drink as well. So cheers. Thank you, man. After my own heart, no. when you food and alcohol. Drinks at the moment seem to be going through a bit of a catalyst. It used to be very trendy to have a vodka or a mm. gin. What would you say since lockdown mm. has become kind of trendier now? Now, I think it's really nice to put, you know, change what you're drinking. I love a gin and I love a flavoured gin and they are very popular. But what's nice is when you reach through your cocktail cabinet and as we get back into bars, look at the shelves behind the bar, see what you might not have tried before. I am a massive vermouth fan, okay? Vermouth, it's got a bit of a reputation as being a bit blousy, a bit retro. Think Joan Collins, think Leonard Rossiter, all of that. But yeah, Negronis, sweet vermouth in a Negroni that is with uh, gin and Campari. It's brilliant. A vermouth and tonic or a vermouth and soda. It's basically an aromatized wine with loads of botanicals that give it different flavors. There's so many being made in the UK from Scotland to London down to the West Country, one around the corner in my hometown as well. And they are delish. So if you're in a bar, try, put the gin aside, try a vermouth and tonic and see what you think. And I want to know on Canal Street what, you got, what you're all drinking when you get back. Well, I mean, there, I'll give me. that a go. What is a vermouth then? What, where, where does it, what bracket does it fall under? So it's basically um, a fortified wine, which is a wine with extra alcohol added to make it stronger. And then it's aromatized. So you'll put in um, botanicals, like there's wormwood, there can be herbs, spices. People put orange peel, they'll put, I don't know, sage from the garden. Um, tarragon, anything. You can put anything in it. It just has to have um, uh, wormwood and, and, and that species in it to 
make it a vermouth. So, and it's actually lower alcohol than gin and vodka. So if you're looking not to get too tipsy, mm. then actually it's a quite a good way to go. Yeah, that's a good way to taste the alcohol but not feel the effects. That's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's not, is yeah. it? No. Yes. I might give that a go, actually. Yes. There you go. I've never thought about Dude. I'm a vodka drinker. So I'm going to give that a yeah. go. I'll get you a bit of flavour yeah. in it. I'll get a bit of sage, a bit of orange peel. You'll love it. Really? Get the orange peel yeah. like your hair, you know what would be nice? Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, outrageous. <laughs> But there are other things you can try as well. On the drink shelves in the bars, there are things like brandy. There are things like whiskey. And absolutely, I was talking to a, a whiskey producer earlier on in the week, and he was like, I love drinking my whiskey in tonic. And I'll tell you one thing that I never thought I'd say. Cognac, obviously, which is a, a type of brandy from a specific area in France, put that with ginger beer. That is a match made in heaven. If you want to excite the palate, if you want to try something different, give that a go. And nothing wrong with vodka. I love vodka, Belinda. I have mm. to say, big vodka fan. But try something different. Because I think there's a bit of a snobbiness, isn't there, with the top shelf drinks? Oh, yes. You shouldn't have them with this. You should have them with that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't sure. do that. And really, would you say yeah. it's kind of about experimenting? Absolutely. Never let anybody judge you. Do what you want. If you want to put wine with Coca-Cola in the same glass over ice, just do it. You know, there is no right and wrong. I always say in my bar, there is no judgment. Try what you want. Enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, that's the best thing. That's what you want, though, isn't it? Your room seems to be very full of alcohol there. What is this your main... Tell me this isn't your your spare bedroom. This is your actual bar room. This is... (laughs) <laughs> no, this is this is my um, dining room actually. You haven't seen. Hang on, let me show you my wine rack. Let's have a look. Can, just... oh, can we can see the bar? Um, I'm gonna get very excited. Oh, the wine I'm rack. Coming there. round the night. There's, I'm glad you finished that. Sneeze. There's honestly, <laughs> you are more than welcome. And I've got to show you. There's my my, my orchid on that side. I'm very proud of that. Oh, so yeah. oh, yeah. Is that a real one? It's real. It's real. Oh, it's absolutely from the garden centre. Yeah, well, it had a load of flowers on it. It died off, and then I thought it's never going to come back because they never do. Went to the garden centre, got some like organic spray to put on it, and suddenly thirty-five flowers popped up. I thought I was drunk because I usually am. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but it was—it's it's done very well, and it sort of nearly matches my shirt. So, <laughs> not only the kind of man who loves his alcohol, he loves his greenery as well. Why are you so passionate about alcohol? Um, I'll tell you what, I always have a philosophy that you should drink to be happy and you should sip. I always say sip happy. I don't drink to sort of get depressed or get maudlin. I think in the last year, you know, we've all, I think a lot of people in the first lockdown did a lot of drinking. But I think there's nothing wrong Mm. with having a drink, but I think do it for the right reasons. Do it to be celebratory. And And it's a really good way to connect with people. You might not get on with somebody if you buy them a drink and you start having a gossip things change. We know that from going out and about in the bars. And I think you just should drink with a positive way. Be sensible with it. You know, sometimes put more mixer than you do uh, neat alcohol, but just enjoy it. And, and I love it. And it's, it's something that I have embraced over the last few years through work. And I love it to bits. Now, you seem to have quite the good body going off your pictures. There's a lot of, th- there's <laughs> a lot of things going around at the Alcohol's moment. Saying, I was just going to say, alcohol isn't deemed as a as a health thing, and a lot of people have been focusing on like you know, the fitness coaches and all stuff mm. like that. Can you drink alcohol and stay healthy? You can. I think the best thing to do is to have a bit of a curfew. I, my, my husband and I, what we try to do is maybe have three days on the trot where you don't have any alcohol at all. You drink lots of water. I drink green tea as a bit of a purifier in the day. I do a lot of cycling and running and weights and core. Um, but then when you are going to enjoy, have a drink... exercise. 
<laughs> you just have to, you know what? I eat so much. And actually, people say, if you didn't eat so much, you wouldn't have to exercise as much. I'm like, nah, that's not an option because I love, I love the food. But if you don't exercise, don't eat as much. Maybe drink purer spirits because the clearer the spirit, the slightly better for or less, less bad for you they are. Uh, so that's what I would say. And, you know, we tend to concentrate our drinking into maybe Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and then we don't drink the rest of the week. So you enjoy it when you can. drink the vodka straight from the bottle. You see, I only have Monday <laughs> off these days. Only Monday's off from not drinking. Oh, look at you. Why are you standing camper than me tonight? I don't what mean to. On? I just I do a thing. <laughs> I can't cope. I'm supposed to be the... She's the one dressed as a woman. Now leave it. I am a woman. Real you're, woman standing. You're both around. gorgeous. You're both gorgeous. Oh, see. So how do we get a body like yours then? And how is the body the these days body is fine and like you said hmm. lockdown i yeah, decided i'm, I'm I... obviously trying to prompt you to do something there andy uh, how um, is the body these days the body, oh, well, you, 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 you be... told me not to flirt before oh. this is awful yeah. you can be the judge you can be oh, the judge the judge oh look at oh, that that's... oh oh i could drive not... me washing <laughs> i could i could drive me washing on that i'll, I'll have a drink or two or ten <laughs> you could um, you could grate your lemon zest oh on that. there we go put that in your mouth I've actually just done a done a trim. Actually, sometimes it's a bit it's a, it's a bit uh, bushier than this. I'll be honest. The next time, but, or... <laughs> you come down to Bristol. <laughs> I I love right when the weather is good. I like yes. to get out in the garden. Not necessarily wear a lot of clothes, as you've seen on my uh, yes. social media. So what I did during lockdown, I didn't have a lot of work because being freelance, it's all dried up. And I was like, if I can encourage people to have body positivity, to get out there, eat seasonal veg. So I started positioning the veg and the drinks, as you saw in front of me and I was like just embrace it get out there enjoy the sunshine enjoy your body and everybody else's and uh, that's that's the way forward I, I, I like the way you're reasoning with being naked um it's <laughs> you keep you telling yourself it's there so yeah. it's some best and that's okay you don't <laughs> need it. you don't need a reason to be naked just enjoy it <laughs> no it is yeah. now we're getting quite a few comments so I think we'll have a look at some of the comments while you're here huh? oh yes there we yeah. go. let's go to the very so we've got um People in from Oxford. Hello. Dean Taylor all the way from Oxford. Hello, Oxford. Uh, Oxford, a very nice place. Bet they don't mix their drinks. What, what are you drinking there, Andy, at the moment, by the way? Oh, yeah, so yeah, but that was, I was just pouring some more tonic in. He's his way through drink. Do you know what? I'm just, it is a man after my own heart, Dad. That's all I need. See, my, my cheeks will be rosier than my shirt at this rate. Uh, so oh, that, that's what, But um, no, I just put some more um, tonic in my, in my gin to make sure that I uh, don't yes. drink too much of the pure alcohol. But I am going to move on to the vermouth, definitely, without a doubt. Okay, then. okay. I've got to ask yeah. you uh, what were you more nervous about, dealing with us tonight or dealing with Philip Schofield? Well, that, that would be telling, wouldn't it? That would be for the next episode, I think. No, uh, Philip, so luckily, he wants you know come back to us, but he hasn't said he's going back to him, so no, that's no, no. I see that. <laughs> I've got my priorities <laughs> in the right place. No, do you know what I Absolutely. do? The, when I do the This Morning stuff, I actually do it from here and they send a cameraman to, to the house. So um, we've been very socially distanced in different cities. Him and Holly, uh, or sometimes I did it with Eamon and, and Ruth as well, and uh, they're very distanced. But that's when I. Uh, the same as me and you. It is, yeah. There we are. <laughs> but, Eamon yeah. and Ruth. Yeah, yeah. You, the same thing. You are based. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. You've got the, the accents going on. Definitely. I'm nowhere near the same age as that lovely lady. I'm really not. Um, She's younger. And thank you. And then, of course, you work with Alan Titchmarsh. Now he's very straight-laced and sensible. But I, I've heard he does like a little tipple. Does he have a favourite drink? Well, do you know what? Alan Alan has been a friend of mine for a number of years. We, funnily enough, um, are in the same theatre company. He um, is patron hey. of a theatre company that, when I was in London, I was doing a lot of. Um, 
musicals. Uh, and so we got to know each other through that. And a member of his production team who didn't know I knew him contacted me about coming on the programme. And um, I was like, this is great. So do you know what? Alan is great because he's really relaxed and down to earth. He loves a, maybe a little gin and tonic or a glass of wine. And if anybody's seen me on his Love Your Weekend programme, I'll put a cocktail in front of him. And sometimes he'll take a swig, not realising how potent it is. And you see his eyes just go, whoo. Oh, that's really me if I make a drink. That's that's just the life. I might times I make cocktails for someone to go, is this just like pure alcohol? I'm like, drink it, be fine. You, you like it. a drink though, don't oh, you? I love a drink. What's well, a good cocktail these days then? If we were like, you know, trying to be a bit snobby mm. and worked into a bar now that they're all open again. Yeah. What could we order as a good cocktail? Well, one of my favourites, I think a good test of whether a, a bar or a restaurant does a good cocktail, a good test is a margarita. So you've got tequila, you've got lime juice, you've got uh, Cointreau, and you can have that as like almost like a slush puppy. You know, you can have it over um, over ice, or you can have it in the little uh, martini glass, uh, straight up margarita. But also, let's not let. Oh yeah, and you've got. Oh, actually, I did say something about a salty rim when I was on um, this morning, and as usual, people pick up on that. Don't know why. Obviously, I'm not even going to mention, but it is my favourite part of a margarita, so I can't even say much. (laughs) Well, it's all fine. We're all, we all love a salty rib, so that's not a problem. Well, it's true. Um, now, you can add the other ones that, that I had when I was in uh, Mexico was mm. a golden margarita. Ooh. Now, I brought that back. <laughs> a golden margarita. What, what are the ingredients? It's, it's got um, Don Julio tequila in it. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I thought she was going to say something else. And it blew <laughs> my absolute head. I was in the swimming pool. I had to stay in the swimming pool for an extra four hours for no other reason. I didn't know where I was after one drink. <laughs> Yeah. It was that strong. And then I brought it's, it back to 20 yeah. stories here, and I oh, tried yeah. one with a friend of mine. Well, she was unconscious within one sniff of it. Amazing. It's strong. That's what you want. That's what I drink. I drink Ray Nephews and Coke, because the double is like my starter thing. You'll know. That's 63% rum, that. And that's, I drink that as a starter. That's not good. It's not Ooh. good at all. Oh. But what do you think about a cosmopolitan? See, that's one of my favourites, because it reminds me of Sex and the City, and it reminds me of going to New York back when What's we could travel. What's in a cosmopolitan? Isn't that an alcoholic one? No, no, no. Uh, Cosmopolitan, you've got vodka, you've got Cointreau, lime juice and cranberry juice. So it's got bright mm. red. But I do one where I put a dash of um, M&S and Waitrose do um, Clementine juice. So if you put a dash of that in it, it works really well with the lime juice and the Cointreau. So next time you're on Canal Street, get a Cosmopolitan down your neck and start flirting away with everybody. I, know, in the bar. I, I think I've just found out why I was going around with cocktails because I thought the Cosmopolitan was alcohol free and I was drinking like 10 of them a night. So that I probably... That makes sense. That does make sense now. Point yeah. proven. So where are we going to find you next then, Andy? You're obviously coming back on our programme doing something very, very soon. Really? Hopefully. That would be lovely. I'd really, I would really love that. Um, I am Actually, next Monday, I'm doing an Instagram Live with a friend of mine, Rachel Koo, who is um, a cook, uh, an international chef. I've just produced and directed a series with her on chocolate called Rachel Koo's Chocolate um, uh, for Food Network and Discovery Plus. And we're going to do a little mm. Instagram Live on Monday at 6 p.m. So if you follow me at TV's Andy Clark on Instagram, uh, you'll be able to click on us live talking about our experiences uh, filming chocolate all over the UK because we managed to film the series in the late summer and early autumn last year. So in that little bit where we were allowed to go out and about. Yeah, so we are going to be chatting about that. And um, also I'm hosting a few food festivals this year. Uh, around the country as well as doing hopefully some more right we're taking the show on tour I'm we need to bring back them. properly the chicken wing chicken oh. wing and blue cheese it's the future right okay then Andy thank you Clark, thank you so much for joining us today and um i'll be dreaming you. of you tonight my darling so take care of yourself and Mwah! i of you too bye-bye oh, and Andy Clark there, everybody. do you remember the classic times of coronation street well here for us tonight we've got mark llewellyn to talk about the amazing and incredible pat phoenix 
Pat Phoenix became her later stage name. What was her first original name? <laughs> well, when she was born, she mm -hmm. was Patricia Frederica Manfield. Wow. I can see why she changed it. <laughs> I'm starting to get it. But she changed it a few times because uh, Manfield was her father's name, but it later transpired that her father was uh, a bigamist. Uh -huh. Yes. Wow. A, um, a policeman came knocking at the door and... Um, asked for the relatives of this gentleman, Tom Manfield, because he'd been involved in an accident with his wife. Um, but Pat's mum was still at home, and so they went to the hospital, and it, it then all came out that he was a bigamist. Yeah, so that was wife. her first name. <laughs> then her mum remarried a Richard Pilkington, so she yes. became Patricia Pilkington. Pat Pilkington, yeah. Then somebody gave her a stage name, yes. and James Dean was very famous at the time, so she became Patricia Dean. Oh! Yeah, and she was uh, Pat Dean for a while. It's a good or, surname, Dean. It is. Mm. Or Trisha, as she, uh, as she um, preferred to be called, amongst right. her friends. And then she went to London, and an agent rang up and said, we've got um, a photo here which had Pat Pilkington written on it. Mm. And they said, we can't see the name. So it's Pat P, what's the P stand for? And she decided there and then she's going to change. And she had a book by her side which was called Phoenix Rising. So she said... Phoenix, and that's how she got the Pat Phoenix. Jeez. And she was a proper Mancunian, wasn't she? She was. Where she, else was she born? Well, she was actually born uh, in Manchester city centre herself. Right. And she was brought up on, they lived on Juicy Street. Oh, Juicy Street, do you know it? No. Oh, it's fabulous. It's all that. Yes. Yeah, well, you do know it. Do I'm going to have to take you there tomorrow. It's one of the famous streets. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is now. Uh, and she used to go to the Hippodrome Theatre. Do you know where that was? Yes. 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 Sort of opposite where the palace is. Yeah. Um, and then when her mum remarried, they moved to Moss Side, then they moved back to Juicy Street. So it was very much city centre uh, that she was brought up in. And oh, how successful yeah. was her acting career before Corrie? Uh, Bit hit and miss. Right. Um, she said she was a... Take her back to life. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hit and miss. Um, I mean, she started out working for the council in the gas department. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And then she worked down at one of the aviation factories in Trafford Park, mm. went into rep theatre, Chalton Rep and things yeah. like that to start with, ended up at Keithley. Um, and she Ooh. had a big break in the 50s uh, at the Mancunian Film Studios. Oh. which were on Dickinson Road. Yes. Uh, and she appeared there in Cup Tie Honeymoon with Sandy Powell. Uh, Can you hear me, mother? Yeah. Which will mean... It I means know, nothing I to you I at do, all. I do, actually. No, I do. <laughs> and uh, uh, she did a few vampire movies which were popular in the 50s. Yes. Um, but it got very desperate. She moved to London. Um, she'd, she'd married, because she married three times in real life. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, oh so popular she, yeah. Taylor. So her first marriage lasted about a year. You've only got two more to go at Taylor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and she moved to London and... Um, Things got very desperate, and so she actually did try to take her life. And oh, really, but the gas ran out. Oh, of course. Uh, so she survived and uh, moved back to London. Uh, moved back to Manchester, and then of course she got the casting call to go along to Granada Television, and um, that's where things so really took off. What age was she when that first happened? Then, when she got the the role in Corey? So, uh, well, she was she was uh, fifteen years younger than Pat. Uh, should have been. She was only in her four. Uh, them uh, Elsie was rather. Been, yeah. So she was only in her forties. And indeed, for the first few years, she actually padded up, and used to. They used to paint lines on her to age her up. Wow. So in later years, people used to say, "You always look the same." 
and it was, she said, well, I was catching up. With the age I was playing. That's what I'm here. That's, that's right. brilliant. That, mm. she, she was the first soap icon, hero, uh, first soap, yeah. everything really, wasn't she? She started she was. all going, wasn't she? She's a bit like the OG Peggy to what most people would sometimes know now, though. Like, she had that attitude. Original Peggy. Through, if you don't understand what OG means. I have no Peggy idea. Peggy Mitchell, <laughs> She what? Peggy Mitchell. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. No, th- but had that attitude, had that, that ability to just go for another character. Yes, I mean, like herself, she had that. What was OJ? OG? OG? <laughs> Original. Oh. Oh. We're teaching her the slang on the show, kids. Write that one down, please, Jonathan. <laughs> These youngsters are uh, Getting down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, she was. She had that fiery thing, yeah. and like you've just seen in the clips there, that very speedy delivery. As yeah, well. she's incredibly quick. Now I know yeah. from acting experience as, as an Irish guy, a lot of times I get told to slow down. Yes. So uh, seeing someone be able to speak that fast and get every single syllable, it's incredible. Yes, it was. Um, and the nation kind of took Elsie Tanner to their hearts because she was a real uh, character. Everyone knew somebody like that who was a bit mutton dressed as lamb. Yeah, and that was how it was portrayed. And you know, had this wayward son um, in Dennis, yes. Dennis. Yes. Uh, and of course, she, you know, she didn't. I mean, it's black and white, so she didn't have the power of the the red hair yeah. and, and that. She really had to hit um, that character, which is what he did. Um, and then when they married her off, uh, there's a few things here. So this is um, the wedding to Steve Tanner. Whether you want, let's Can have a look that at that. Camera? There we go. Stunning. Yeah. yeah. So. She insisted that she be married off to a character with the same surname, Tanner, because everybody, she said, I've established Elsie Tanner. Now you want to change I'm it? Not changing it. So, um, so in 1967, they married off. It was only, she was only married for about a year. It was a way of, well, she left the show and then she came back again. Yeah. Um, she had sort of, she'd go off and do theatre and things like that. But she was very protective of the character. Mm. Um, and then she, she had two stints, really. She didn't stay in it. She, she left. And she would always have time out to do theatre, which was her first love. Is that what she really enjoyed doing, was it? Yeah, right. it certainly was. She enjoyed the, the audience. It's that live audience. And the interaction, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. 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 which, which, which every, yeah, every yeah. performer does, of course. Um, and then when she went back, they told her that um, they were ending... Elsie always had this on-off relationship with Lem Fairclough. Yes. And so they were marrying... Um, Lem Fairclough off to Barbara Knox as Rita. Right. Oh, so, yeah. And there was a bit of a problem. So um, they had to produce this special supplement. So they went to the church a few weeks before the filming. Right. And did all the photos. Yeah. And Pat went along as a wedding guest. But Pat wasn't pleased that they were marrying off uh, Len Fairclough. Her love. Oh. oh, I bet she wasn't. So when it came to the actual day of filming, she wouldn't come out of her dressing room... And she wouldn't go. Oh, she's not a diva at all. No. no Good honour. So they had a problem then because she was in those photographs. Uh, we've done all the promotional stuff. Yes. You're not going to be in it. So they had to change it. Now, I don't know. Have you got a picture from that? Or uh, no. I, no, that's fine. No. Oh, there we go. So. Oh, no. In there. In there. Go let's on. Let's see if we can find it. Whether you can let's get the find picture. it. So what they had to do. If yes. If you hold... That's the first crease in this magazine. <laughs> there you are. There we go. I don't know if you can see. Let's see this here, is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So between the wedding couple, over? between the wedding couple, there is a grey figure. 
um, and that is Pat, and they had to paint her out. Oh, they have painted her out! Look. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Can you see? <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't goodness. know if you've ever seen that episode of Doctor Who set in the fifties. Yes, it's no faces. That's it's like what she that, looks isn't like. It? it is like that. That's exactly what she just looks like. That's hilarious. So, so they had to paint her out. But Barbara Knox, I was uh, uh, talking to Barbara the, uh, the other week, and she said when she went in it, there was a bit of friction because redheads. She had, exactly. Oh, you see, this is my thing as well. Look on the street. I Never Fight a ginger. On, on Canal Street, if anybody right. ever goes red, they yeah. have to. Honestly, I've actually seen you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then uh, Barbara found that in her first uh, entrance into the Rover, she was to go up and order a gin and tonic, and Elsie drank gin and tonics. So Barbara decided to change it. And she rewrote the line as vodka, and that's why Rita still drinks vodka today because she didn't want wow, to uh, drink the same as Elsie. I love the politics of it. Of course, she was famous uh, for a bit. Her double act, I suppose, was her and her son in the program. in the show. Yeah, yes, in, yes, yeah. Yes, I mean, that right. was just perfect well, from they, day one. Absolutely, they had a very good working relationship anyway, and they got on very well. I mean, others didn't. Uh, she had a falling out with Bill Roach and didn't speak to him for a year. <gasps> And she didn't. <laughs> she didn't really speak to Jean Alexander, who played Hilda Ogden. Oh, really? No. For what reason? Well, Pat was very show busy and you know and big. Yeah. And Jean was very quiet and quite serious, and so they just didn't really gel. So they didn't have a lot. Well, to you'd do never with think Hilda Ogden would be accused of being <laughs> serious, would you? No, great actress, you see. Amazing. Uh, yeah. What else have we got here, though? Because I mean, let's work our way through it. Though. Yeah. Okay. okay. So there's. That's from the 2000th episode. There's a nice picture of Ronda. And there's one near the back, actually, of her riding ho uh, her horse in real life. Oh, no. Yeah. And, in fact, they d um, there's a little throwback even today because when Elsie Tanner had the phone put into her house, number 11... Yes. ..they decided it would be a red telephone, of course, for the right. Scarlet Woman. Uh-huh. Now, even today, and it's been the case ever since, all the residents of number 11 have a red telephone. Oh, Is wow. this a thing? Yes, That's a thing. amazing. Who's currently living in number 11? Uh, Eileen. Eileen. Yeah. Right. It's amazing um, how the continuity is really kept as a kid. I like, yeah. like, I like, I like that. things like that. Now, Pat got married, as I say, had a, her first uh, marriage only lasted about a year. Second husband she married in the show, mm. uh, she married a character called Alan Howard. Yes. Who was played by an actor called Alan Browning, and then they married in they real married, life. They married, yeah. Unfortunately, he was um, alcoholic, so it Dice was... alcoholism. He did. Alcoholism. And it, yeah, they were together a few years, but she had a, a tough time with it, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, they toured in theatre shows, and she had, you know, difficulty. And so she went back into the show. And then she got back with, she'd met the actor Tony Booth mm -hmm. years before. Um, so she then left. So there's Tony Liar. Booth, of course, is famous for being Sherry Blair's dad. 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 That's right, yeah. That's right. Tell there we are. <laughs> he's, he's kind of important to him. He was the Prime Minister at one point. Yes. Who? Very Tony cool. Booth. Uh, <laughs> and Tony Booth also played best man to uh, Alec Gilroy when Bet and Alec got married as well. They uh. So Pat then left, did some tours with Tony, and um, and then of course she was taken ill and uh, she married him uh, on her deathbed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's talk yeah. about that. So she famously didn't say anything for ages, did she? Yeah. Um, and she would release her autobiographies. She did, yeah. yeah. We've got two of those there. Um, oh, There's you've got a... they're, they're both. Oh, you've got one in oh. paperback in oh, it. Oh, yeah. signed. There's... They're not signed by a... <laughs> oh. You'll have to carry on a moment. I'm going to ask. Having a moment. <laughs> Having a moment. Look. So 
<laughs> so then, can you, you know can what you... I should have done to be really clever? What? I should have brought my copy that's not signed in and then switched, <laughs> switched it. it. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I've already got the replacement that, earrings over there. If you that is like very not wigging of me. I'm not I, impressed. I pay Brandon to watch over these things. <laughs> uh, I get paid to do a few things in this right, show. Yeah. Now leave it. <laughs> I'll have nothing. But yeah, she, she wasn't very well. She, she was fully aware of what was going on, yeah. but she didn't to tell many people at all. No. I think her agent knew and maybe one or two other people and that was it. She didn't tell Tony. Yeah, uh, that she was ill. It's that thing though. She she was such a kind of actress with such a, a a fiery disposition in the way she was in life that that would almost ruin her reputation in her head, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. She'd be like that. She wouldn't want people to think of her as ill. Well, she'd also done this glamorous. Anyway. I mean, you know, there were lots of fights on the show because she dressed up. Mm. in far wealthier outfits than um, than Elsie should have been wearing. <laughs> but, well, there was a lovely uh, quote from her saying, but, you know, it gives hope to so many millions of women at home to think they too could look Well, like it's it. Do you know <laughs> what? Look at, me, look at me, I am living proof. Uh, living proof that you can dress mutton as lamb. I also love the quote. <laughs> oh, my... <laughs> Wow. Well, somebody needs to listen. Remember the book? Let's do well, that book again. Right. Remember the book? Let's it's, it's been lovely to be on your last show. <laughs> <laughs> she loves me, really. I'm wrong. No, I don't know. <laughs> I also love the fact that she used to say when she was asked about the ca- casting couch and whether she'd be that her fa- that her line that she used to deal with that was to say to casting directors, "I am fully open to uh, working the casting couch, but I'll just let things clear up down below first. Uh, it's quite the rabbit. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I will write that one day. We have got to wrap it up, unfortunately. Yes. What, what else have we got very, quite, very quickly? Just some photos there if yes. you want to. Let's have Philip a quick peruse so through these, shall we? Here we are then. So talk us through who these so are. So that's Philip Lowry, who played Dennis, her son. Yeah. Yeah. And that's her, of course. And oh, that's she was the first one to have the three flying ducks in her home long before Hilda Ogden. Ah, mm-hmm. right. And then... And then that's the one filming the uh, wedding to Steve Tanner. Amazing. Well, as always, thank you very much for you're your very time. Welcome. Now, yes. you're going to come back in, a, uh, I think it's a month's time, to talk about... I can't pick them up and I don't want to bend them. No. Um, to talk about another famous Korea icon. Yes. The wonderful... One, wonderful. 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 Vera Duckworth. Yes, Liz Dawn. Liz Dawn. So yep. we'll get some stories about her in yeah. We are now joined by an absolute legend. Sorry, legend. He's joining us right here, right now. The man himself. It's titters! Coming out of lockdown, lots of opportunities arising that we didn't have quite before. And now the first one, it was a little chat with a lady yesterday who, uh, first time mum, with a three month old little baby boy, Hmm. and they went to mums and tots for the first time. And they said how, she was just like saying something as simple as that, but how overwhelming it is because they've been isolated in their little box and what have you. And... Uh, the baby had seen other people for the first time. Oh, you know, yeah. Normally, they've been passed around, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, then, moving on from there, bars, obviously the bars reopening. Yes. yes. You might know a little bit more about this than me. I've only been to ten so yeah. far. But, I mean, the big one, really, for Manchester, well, the two big ones for Manchester, really, uh, there's the beach, yes. the Great Northern, mm-hmm. which I believe, uh, well, passed it tonight, it was heaving tonight on the way past, and presume there's lots of other things going on Lots going on in the village. There is yes. lots going on in the village. You were out the other night, weren't you? I was. I was out the other night. I, yeah. I was out. We went up and down. It's, 
it was amazing to see because for seeing so many people out, I noticed this even in the city centre, yeah. it's become sort of base instinct for us all to do the two metre thing. Yeah. So even though people were sat at their tables or you were in the Arndale mm-hmm. or anything, people were still moving and keeping away from everyone. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of built so in this now. Yeah. Another one that's coming up for the future. Yes. It's the candlelit uh, concerts oh. at 600 year old this year. Yeah. Manchester Cathedral. Right. It's the birthday, 600. Yeah. So and there's nice. an awful lot of these concerts on. Yeah. And we've got anything from, there's a bit of ballet. There yeah. are, I think they're all orchestras. Oh, beautiful. But anything yeah. from sort of like uh, Elton John, um, movie themes. Yeah. Bit of classical music, all of £15 a ticket. Yeah. 15, oh, seen a few from of them, 15 yeah. quid to 35 quid. I was doing quid. an anime one that I thought looked quite interesting. It's only 15 quid and I went, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just so, For a so real live orchestra, live, live and everything. Live orchestra. Yeah. And screens coming up for all the stuff that's going yeah. on. And we've all, we must have all, when we've been on holiday, yeah. gone in cathedrals and that, you know, everywhere. We've got one on our doorstep. Magical there. times. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, lovely, lovely, lovely venue for all that. The next one going back to, if you remember, you know, sort of like swimming, when we covered swimming back oh, two yes, years ago. Oh, yes, about two years ago. Well, that's back in, and you can actually go back swimming and book your appointment going, because it's so good for your mental health. Right. It is true, I'm there. dying to get back to the pools. Oh, yeah. So I'd love to. And finally, going back to my very first one. Yes. Bit of walking rugby oh, is back. Bloody hell. You're yeah, not the back walking that, rugby. Are you? Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking then. <laughs> I didn't realise your Manchester was a contact sport. (laughs) (laughs) You try, you try with determination, walking to beat your fellow. Well, it's I'm going to say fellow man, but it's not because it's mixed teams. Doesn't matter. That's a good job with mixed teams. And it's sorted out by Sale Sharks. Yeah, Uh, they're the people behind it. But they, I mean, obviously my club is Eccles Rugby Club. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they, I must point out, were the first rugby club in the country. To take on the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. This is it, Full right? Me for you. This is it. And it's well sitting. So for any people who know anyway, if you know anyone who wants to get involved yeah. in the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme, yeah. there's a centre, you know. There are other places that obviously where it's We were always told skills. never to get involved with the Duke of Edinburgh screen because um there was like a competition between the D- the Duke of Edinburgh Awards and the Scouts. It was, it's it was sort of merged like, now. It's, it's, it's sort of gone into one area, to one or the yeah. other. But it's one of those that if you go in the scouts, yeah. you have it on your CV. Yeah. You haven't. I don't know. There's, there's something shiny about a in the race. A DAV award. I, I mean, I you've been to the palace to get your gold award. Yeah. And two people going for a job. One's got a DAV. Yeah, I know. You've got to get the job for boys having, um, and it's for girls. For having a knitting yeah. badge, are you really? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's just sort of like yeah. Yeah, opportunities are out there. Yeah. And uh, I intend taking up one or two. Really? Oh. Get me shorts now. Oh no. Walking right. Please don't well, tell me. No. <laughs> At least I'm not going swimming in my speedos. Now you've done that before though. You like your speedos. Oh, We've got video evidence. He doesn't love about your speedos. Like my speedos and yeah. Yeah? And what's it Captain Ahab with that big spear behind me? <laughs> you call it a spear. Mmm. Kids show this. Amazing. So we are going to start getting you back now. How's it been lockdown for you? Lockdown's been very good, been very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, done a couple of things for podcasts and radios. Very nice. Um, 
We have a regular Fri the Friday Night Players presents uh, on Ward, which started actually in this studio. It and did? Who it created did? that for you then? Oh, well, you did the very first episode <laughs> for us. Oh, oh, your alter ego. I'll yeah. tell you, if that's so just, just, just in case, understand. if it makes any money, I want, <laughs> it, you I want the credit <laughs> last year. Based on the original idea of yeah, You'll be all over it like a cheap suit. Oh, yeah. I will, there's money in it. I tell you, I'm anywhere for the money these days. I am a cheap suit. The other one was one for. Uh, Mank Made podcast, which is they're, they're out on iTunes mm. and they're actually charted number 40 in American iTunes at the moment. That's a bit good, isn't it? And it's all Manchester based actors, yeah. writers, and it's just done through them. It's well, that's all, nice. So, any actors, writers, creatives who want to get the stuff out there. Uh, I'm over here, right. see you soon. That's amazing. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, we're going to get you in very, very soon again. So what we want you to do is we want you to um, to go and do something that you wouldn't normally do, like we used to do in the olden days, now that we can. Right, something, ooh, right, something I wouldn't normally do. Like a bath do. covered in custard, you know. Like uh, no, no, I think I'll go uh, progressive bath. Yeah, I want to see how far we can go with this. You're not well. I've decided <laughs> you're not well. <laughs> Doctors have been deciding that for years. All right, so, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, sequence dancing. Sequence dancing. Oh. With the progressive one, so I can touch as many people as possible when you go out and you change partners. Yeah, are you going to have a go But you can touch as many people as you want. <sighs> once we're allowed to touch again, yeah. Yeah, once we're allowed to touch. touch. Well, we promised you a fun-packed full show, and that's what yes, I we believe did. we've delivered. Uh, we absolutely have. We have indeed. Join us next week. I don't know what's going on, but we'll find out. Only on... Your, Your Manchester! Manchester.